Welcome to You Relevant, the podcast that is all about helping you find relevance in the economy of now. My name is Mike Wheeler, and I'm an online instructor, entrepreneur, and cloud career coach. I gravitate towards tools and tech that enable you to create something new, advance your career, and find the intersection between attainable and essential. Irrelevant is sponsored by MikeWheelerMediaLive.com. If you are studying for your first Salesforce certification, I want to let you know about my live training option. I run a live Salesforce administrator training class three to four times a year. This is a live class that runs for nine weeks. And in this live setting, I cover the latest updates from Salesforce, and I'm also able to answer your questions live. So if you'd like to learn in a live group setting with greater interactivity, then go to MikeWheelerMediaLive.com. There you'll find schedule and pricing information and FAQ, and you can also register. Just go to MikeWheelerMediaLive.com for details. I wanted to first talk about what is the number one skill that you need for landing a Salesforce job. And I think that there's a lot of misconceptions around there that you need to be a certain level of expertise in order to get hired. And I know that a lot of people encounter problems getting that first opportunity because of lack of experience. And that is thrown in their face quite often. And if you look at uh, what really separates people from being able to land that first job, a lot of times it's communication skills. And even if you look on uh, Trailhead and on the Trailhead website, they have the different career paths that you can take as far as administrator, developer, business analyst, et cetera. And one of the graphics they have are the different uh, soft skills that you need. And typically, without fail, the number one requirement for all these different roles is communication skills. And uh, so I think that if you want to work on anything, of course, it's important to spend time on platform and get familiar with Salesforce and to gain more and more experience. But if you don't have the ability to convey that effectively in an interview, you're going to have a hard time getting hired. It's a mixture of getting that experience and then being able to communicate that and tell stories. And you need compelling stories in the interview room and the way that you have those compelling stories. And I'm not talking about telling a story that's a joke or some sort of fictional setting, but things that you've actually done on the platform. And that's one of the questions that typically you'll receive in these sort of job interviews is tell me about something that you did on the platform or tell me about what is the most complicated thing that you've ever had to tackle on the Salesforce platform. And so I want you to think about um, how you would approach those questions and kind of uh, walk that through and think that through. And if you don't have a good answer to those questions, then you need to go out and get an answer for those by making your own experience. And that's something that I say quite often is that because that is the number one refrain of hiring managers and recruiters is that you don't have enough experience. You'll hear that when you're starting out and when uh, you're having a hard time getting that first Salesforce job. But I want to encourage you as well, if you fall in that boat, and I think some of you probably do, is that uh, anywhere you go in any sort of environment, any sort of uh, place that you go, any business, everyone that's working a job had to start that job somewhere. They had to get their first break. And so this is a universal challenge that everyone faces in every really vertical or industry. Some may be harder than others, but fortunately, 
for us as Salesforce professionals, there's a lot of demand. There's more demand than supply. And I know that a lot of companies are kind of pie in the sky or have their job descriptions being, you know, entry level, but three or four years of experience, or we need an admin that knows Apex and Visual Force and lining components. We've all seen those things. And uh, that's, you know, it's, sometimes it takes these companies a good while to realize that uh, it's wishful thinking and that they're not going to be able to find uh, potentially the ideal candidate. And so it's important for you to uh, be able to effectively communicate and just share where you're at in your journey and not try and um, establish yourself as some grizzled expert, but just you are where you are and you have a willingness to learn, a willingness to overcome obstacles and figure things out. And so it's really key that um, you have those compelling stories and that you combine your experience in being able to effectively communicate that as well. And so there's a few things that I want to mention, um, and I'm gonna be rattling off some resources that I've created. Some are paid, some are free. The main point of all this though, is if there's something you're not sure about, like where do I find this? As I mentioned, I don't have a slide deck prepared. I don't have all my links prepared. You can go to mikewheelermedia.com and you'll see links for training, inspiring and equipping. And so if you hear me mention something that's of interest, just go to the website and uh, we we'll probably can send a follow-up or you can always reach out to me on my website, the contact form or whatever. But, uh, <clears throat> but one resource that I have that I think is helpful in making your own experience is called uh, Career Launch Accelerator. And uh, you can go to careerlaunchaccelerator.com and that will take you to that page. And it's through there that I take you through the process of creating three applications over a span of 28 days. And these are applications that you can use in your job search as well. There's been a lot of great feedback for those that have gone through that. And a funny thing that I've noticed is that everyone is, not everyone, I shouldn't ever generalize. If I know anything, I should know that. But a vast majority that I've seen are interested in getting certified. And that's where my most popular courses are, are for certifications. I've created boot camps. I've created the Career Launch Accelerator. These are things to give you hands-on experience. It's a smaller percentage of people will go down that path because in the end, it's not a certification. It's not a piece of paper, but it is giving you the opportunity to uh, make your own experience and also uh, get more time on platform. Now, a few other things that I want to mention that I think are helpful in getting you over the hump of getting hired and helping you to stand out amongst others that are on this journey and all things being equal, anything that you can do to differentiate yourself uh, from the crowd is always helpful. I encourage people to uh, build out a portfolio, to create a portfolio online. And that can be done any number of ways. Uh, that can be done on the Salesforce platform. There's a Trailhead module for that. You, know, you could do a WordPress site. Uh, you could do other types of websites, other ways of doing uh, portfolios. And I have a, uh, a replay from a webinar that I did where I highlight three different trailblazers and their portfolios and kind of talking about this is something that they did that was really smart and wise. And these are different people, different walks of life and uh, really not shying away from their past or things that aren't Salesforce related, but kind of encompassing that into who they are to make them unique. And so uh, for that uh, replay, that's at portfoliopowerhour.com, or you can hit the website for that as well. And I go in depth, it's an hour long of me just going through examples of portfolios and how you can build your own basically. 
And probably the biggest challenge is, well, what do I put on my portfolio? So I kind of walk you through a lot of ideas for uh, apps you can build and things you can do to start building out a portfolio. That signifies that you actually uh, know some things about the platform and that also gives you stories to tell. Remember, we were talking about communication skills and being able to share your experiences on the platform. And so if you're in the interview room or if you're over the phone or whatever it may be, uh, in trying to land a job, you could pull up your portfolio or send a link or have it on a tablet, any number of things to show. And it doesn't have to be a live instance of Salesforce. It can be screen captures. It can be something similar like a screen recording, like what I do for my courses. There's any, any number of ways that you can demo and communicate your knowledge of the platform. And that speaks to as well that you've had to overcome some challenges and speak to of these scenario-based things, because that is what the real world is, is it's things that are not readily apparent or there's some sort of gotcha or a thing that uh, you didn't foresee. And so doing, spending the time to build out a portfolio uh, can be quite helpful as well. So I wanted to uh, kind of pause there and see if how we're doing and turn my volume back on, make sure no one's been like trying to get my attention or anything. Are we good so far? So I, I have a couple of uh, kudos for you with your okay. training, um, Lizzie and Tom, and I'm not clear if Tom took your course or not, Tom W., but Lizzie and Tom uh, passed their admin cert because and I think Lizzie took your course. Is that right, Lizzie, wherever you are? Okay. And we threw the link for the Trailhead uh, project, build your own personal portfolio in there. And I also threw your uh, career launch and the mikemedia.com, mikewheeler.com in there. Awesome. So, awesome. yeah, but uh, no questions that I saw. Okay, very good. So uh, I'm just going to keep the audio on. If there's feedback, let me know, and then I'll mute my speakers. But um, all right, so yeah, it's always exciting to hear when people pass their certifications. I remember I actually cried when I passed my first certification because I knew it was going to change my life and the outlook of my family and our finances. And, uh, you know, many years removed from that moment, I think it was, it was July 22nd, 2012, matter of fact, is when I passed that first certification. And if we fast forward now, we're approaching almost a decade. And now my oldest son is a Salesforce professional and he's married with a child and doing quite well. And, you know, I had no idea at the time uh, the impact this, this would have. And I had no idea that I would end up teaching, you know, and, um, so to hear of any success, I always root for my students' success and to see them go on and do bigger and better things than I'm doing as well. I always get a kick out of seeing some of these people that become these rock stars in the ecosystem. I'm like, wow, I remember when I was uh, talking to that person five years ago or something. So it's very cool. So uh, another thing that I think that people feel uncomfortable with doing, and I uh, and I'm actually an introvert. It's really weird for me to be getting on camera and talking and speaking and all this, but I'm actually more of an introvert than extrovert. But I want to encourage those of you that are trying to land that first job or that next job or trying to land that dream job or wherever you are in your journey is to always be marketing. And that's something that feels a little icky or a little disingenuous or whatever. And it's not marketing like, hey, look at me, look at me or whatever, but it is giving back to the community and providing value or adding value to the conversation as a whole. And that could be done on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or in the Trailblazer community. Some choose to answer 100,000 questions and go that route. 
others uh, build a YouTube channel. And, you know, really it's just about going back to communication again, it's such a valuable skill and something that you can invest your time in as far as improving that. And that comes in various forms. It can be video, like what we're doing here is the spoken word. It can be written form. Um, it just really depends on what you're comfortable with. And then sharing your own thoughts uh, and your own opinions, your own learnings. Uh, and it can come in many forms. You could be sharing your failures. And uh, or today I learned whatever it is about the platform. I would love to see blogs or YouTube channels. Today I learned in whatever it may be, something about a flow or uh, or how long has this button been here? I've had those instances where I'm teaching and I'm like, holy cow, that's been there for how long? And I'm just now learning that. And, and uh, in admitting those things, I think that makes you more uh, relevant and approachable than if you want to portray yourself as a know-it-all or whatever. So, um, so always so, do marketing. Yeah. I, I just wondered, because it's kind of in the same realm. Um, what are your thoughts on people who don't pass the exam the first time and that lovely thing? Or were you going to talk about that a little later? No, but that's a great question. Um, I, I fall in that category. I failed my first exam and it was an invaluable experience. And I stumbled onto some study methodologies from failing. And um, so it's, it's no sign of any personal lack of knowledge or intelligence or whatever. There are some traps you can fall into. Here's where I see people falling into traps. Uh, one is approaching this as trivia-based learning. I've had students fail the exam and they're like, Mike, you know, I failed the exam. I'm so bummed. I watched your videos and followed along a little bit. And or even, you know, even better thing is people say, uh, oh, I took some practice tests and I failed. Well, have you uh, have you gotten hands-on in the in your own org or built an app or built reports or dashboards? No. So uh, I think really looking at and self-assessing the sequence at how you're approaching these things. And I get it that uh, a perceived shortcut a lot of times is, oh, I will just take practice tests and I will learn the answers. Or worse yet, I'm going to find some dumps and get the actual questions. I'm going to steal Salesforce's IP and run it for everyone that actually earns this. And, uh, and I'm going to cheat and get the certification and then I'm going to fake it till I make it or whatever. And so I think that just encouraging people to learn the concepts first. And then another thing, and this is the reason why I created this, was I saw that people would start burning through practice tests, whether they're my own or someone else's or web assessor or whatever it may be. They would do those too early. And then once you've taken a practice test, you can't recreate that experience again. And so I created a checklist. It's, I call it the Salesforce self-assessment checklist, the 102 things you need to know in order to pass the admin exam. That's more of a barometer of where you're at. And even starting out, you can go, okay, these are the things that I know pretty well. These are the things I don't know. I also have links to my videos on those topics and Salesforce's own online help. That's something that you can go through multiple times so you can measure your progress. I encourage people to uh, not take practice tests until later in that journey when they feel like they're close to ready to take the exam and then start taking practice tests to really gauge where they're at rather than just doing practice tests only. So hopefully that's helpful for those that have failed. I've known people, I know people personally that failed the admin exam 
seven or eight times and are working professionally on the platform, have multiple certifications. Sometimes it's just hard getting over that hump. Sometimes if you fail two, three, four times, you you start seeing the same questions. You remember, I answered it this way one time, that way the other time, and you get confused as to, you just get confused. And so I think just hang in there, know that you're not alone. I don't know what percentage of people fail the first time, but it's not uncommon. And uh, so just really double down and uh, really work on learning the concepts and supplement by just getting hands-on building applications and exploring your curiosities, okay? So, um, so yeah, all right, so, um, let me look. So yeah, we talked a little bit about marketing. Let's talk about what this might look like. And I kind of alluded to this, but I think that some things the world needs is uh, these are gaps in the marketplace, okay, that I think would serve you well, would be YouTube channels, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, where you're just documenting your journey of learning. I mean, like from day one, if there's someone on here and it's their first day and they don't even know how to log into Salesforce, there is no shame in writing about that or speaking about that and like, wow, you know, sometimes the most challenging thing with Salesforce is signing up for that free developer account, the username in the form of an email, and it's got to be unique, you know, try explaining that one, you know, and uh, or you forget your password and you need to reset it and you get caught in that loop where you never set the password because you clicked the wrong button in the email. I've seen it all. And um, so I think that, uh, I just think back to when I landed my first Salesforce job and I knew next to nothing. Um, uh, I was very green. I was very inexperienced <clears throat> and I interviewed uh, and I conveyed this attitude that I don't know a whole lot, but I'm going to figure it out. I just exuded that I was driven to figure it out. And that's why I was hired. Months later, uh, my boss uh, that interviewed me and decided to hire me other than others told me that she actually had a lot of people that were more experienced than me, but she hired me because I conveyed this attitude that I would figure it out, you know? And so I think that uh, not getting so caught up in your lack of experience, but just really getting comfortable with figuring it out. And I was fortunate early in my career, my early twenties, when I first started doing some consulting and technical writing, I remember vividly coming out of a client meeting with my mentor slash boss slash founder. And he was talking about all these things that we were going to do and build. And I remember riding back in his car afterwards, uh, um, how are we going to do all that? And he said, I don't know, we're going to figure it out. And for the next couple of years, I was thrust in that situation all the time where I was like, okay, we got to figure this out. It was very nerve wracking. It was very anxiety inducing, but it was one of the many things that led to me being able to learn Salesforce, land that job, land the next job, teach. I mean, I had to figure all that out too, you know, like how to create a course from an exam guide. And, and I'm nothing special. I'm not, um, I'm not some tech guru. I'm not very technical. It's my, <clears throat> people will have this perception because I teach online or I do Salesforce that I'm some tech genius or something. I, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with technology because I want things to be simple. And when they're not simple, I get really irritated. And I'm like, oh, this should be simpler. And a lot of people blame the humans when so software isn't simple, but it's the software's fault. And that's why I gravitate towards Salesforce because I really think that in a lot of ways they won the battle for simple compared to other platforms that just really, uh, really, 
certainly uh, was challenging for me. So, uh, so that's you know the social media side, getting involved, getting out there, doing things like this, networking, presenting in user groups. Uh, if it's not in your comfort zone, that's okay. You know, the, one of the silver linings of uh, you know social distancing and pandemic and all the stuff that we're going through is a little easier to just be in front of your computer and not in a room in front of. Uh, 72 people right now. I would probably be a lot more nervous if I was standing at a podium, you know, so it, it makes it a little easier. And all these things, and I, let me talk about this. <clears throat> I'm, I'm like throwing the outline out the window, okay? But it's interesting that I'm in Chicago because it was about a decade ago. This is prior to me being certified, okay? Uh, I had the opportunity to speak at a user group uh, for a software that used Salesforce for their customers. It was a community back when it was called a community. Actually, it was called a portal before it was called a community. So this is going back a decade ago. And uh, I was in Chicago for their annual user group meeting, and I got to present on Chatter. Okay, I was in the pro I was a technical writer working for a software company, pursuing my admin. No, I was pursuing my Force.com developer certification, which was retired in favor of platform app builder. But the point is, is that I wasn't certified yet, but I had the opportunity to speak at a, a small session in this uh, conference on Chatter, and. So I did my little spiel about chatter and you better believe that I put that on my resume. I put that on my LinkedIn profile. I had a picture of me in front of this room talking about chatter, you know, just conveying authority, even though I didn't really, you know, know a whole lot of what I was talking about, but enough to get in front of a crowd and talk. And so, and that was in Chicago as well. And so I think that being willing to do these crazy things, uh, even though it's uncomfortable, uh, whatever, uh, will serve you well because uh, communication, 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 and that is so important because in communication as well, don't get that confused. It's not just the spoken word, but the ability to listen, hear what the requests are, and then make that a reality. When you boil it all down, whether it's in the Salesforce ecosystem or any other ecosystem, you will succeed if you're able to execute on ideas. And those don't have to be your own ideas, they can be the ideas of others as well. The reason that Salesforce is so successful and so important and why we're here is because it has won the war of easy and it's easier to build something on the Salesforce platform than other platforms. So if you have the ability to execute on ideas, whether they're your own or someone else's, you'll do quite well. Irrelevant is sponsored by MikeWheelerMediaPlus.com. You'll find all of my courses on my platform, so just go to MikeWheelerMediaPlus.com. You'll also find exclusive content there, such as my brand new Salesforce Certified Administrator course for 2021. It's bigger and better than ever and available nowhere else. Simply go to MikeWheelerMediaPlus.com and sign up for a seven-day free trial today. You'll find dozens of courses and hundreds of hours of in-depth video training content. Also, be sure to download our mobile apps for iOS and Android. Just search for MikeWheeler Media Plus on your favorite app store and you'll find us there too.
So if you could please do this new podcaster a solid, please share this podcast with others. I also want to hear your voice. Please do reach out to me. I want to include the voices of my listeners. If you have any questions, leave that in a voice message. You may be featured in a future episode. And please subscribe, share, spread the word about you relevant. And together we'll help you and others find relevance in the economy of now. Thanks. Thanks.